you know, I guess I had a degree of self-loathing when I became homeless, like, oh my God, I'm homeless now, as if I'm saying, oh my God, I'm not a human, you know, and you're feeling that way. Will is a combat veteran living in Seattle. He says he has PTSD and a mild form of TBI, or traumatic brain injury. It makes it difficult for him to keep a job or a home. We have tents different sizes, and it, it depends on what exactly is donated. And some, sometimes people bring their own tents. Here, take a look at this. I met Will at the Nicholsville security office one afternoon this spring. Nicholsville is one of Seattle's self-governed tent encampments. Anyone can stay here, but there are rules. No drugs, no drinking, no weapons, no fights. And anyone causing trouble can be kicked out. The front gate is guarded by a tiny cabin painted bright pink with a large yellow sign. Security office, please sign in. There's also a sign here supporting Seattle's $15 minimum wage legislation. Will is really friendly and eager to show me around. And we have two security stations. One is the bottom of the hill over there to watch the gate and everything that happens up there. But in addition, we have this security shack if you need it. And yes, it does get cold and wet at night. So we need to have a fire to keep the poor person <laughs> warm enough to do their security shift. We walk through the camp, which is built on a grassy slope near a freeway overpass. It has tents and tarp structures on raised platforms and tiny wooden cabins built by volunteers from the Home Depot Foundation. There's no electricity, no showers, just porta potties and sometimes bottled water. There are half-finished projects all over the place. But we are going to have a community garden over there. It's not going to be just for Nickelodeons, which is the name for Nicholsville residents, but for anyone in the community also. And you can grow whatever you want, vegetables, flowers. Nicholsville was built in 2008 as a form of protest against former Seattle Mayor Greg Nichols. His administration routinely broke up homeless encampments, including Nicholsville, at first. But the camp managed to stay intact. Since its creation, Nicholsville has relocated about 20 times, finding scraps of underutilized land, seeking sponsorship through faith organizations, and housing anywhere from 40 to 150 people. Everyone's self-sufficient here, so these guys don't even need to do the work. They're not required to. They just do it. So we have wood that's available. So at night, we can have a warm fire, or during the day, someone could cook up a little something if they want. We're just going to set it on the fire until it starts to sizzle down, and I'll fry it up once it sizzles down in the natural oils. Well, it's easy. It's going to be good. He's a good cook. He doesn't even sound like nothing. I can't cook to save my life. People just go and get something, bring it up. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can put together. That's one of the great things about Nicholsville itself is that we do tend to be that way. We do tend to be more cooperative because it's actually even more communal, you know? And Will says he thinks a tent city's presence actually helps the local neighborhood. Despite the degree of opposition we might have had to begin with, we've always won over the neighbors to the point, I mean, on the most basic level, sitting up top watching so no one comes in camp who isn't supposed to, and, and maybe doing a little outside patrol to make sure nothing's wrong with the fence, people aren't trying to get in. The effect of doing that pretty much stops or greatly reduces break-ins into cars, into homes, all sorts of crimes just drop down. It's proven to work. The guys, the people that started this tent city thing, of all of them, I think uh, they've done the most good 
compared to the indoor shelters and whatnot. John Derrick has been homeless for three and a half years. He says he doesn't do shelters. Too cramped, too many complications. I've lived out in illegal camping for a little over a year and a half I did that. I've known about Nicholsville for a long time, but I came here because I was injured and I was assaulted and injured, so I came here for the safety. But at least here you have a place to put your belongings. You don't have to carry a bag with you every day. You can go out and get work. You can do all kinds of stuff without being burdened with the stigma of homeless. Still, Derek says. It's not a home, but it's a temporary place. And that's the sticking point for a lot of homeless advocates. Many argue that a tent city isn't real housing, that it's not permanent and shouldn't be considered permanent. And the danger of sanctioning tent cities, as Seattle has, is that it might lead government officials to think they'd really done something to solve homelessness. I think just about everybody is saying, you know, how can we in America have tent cities of homeless people? You know, is it an eyesore? Is it a blight? Sharon Lee is executive director of Seattle's Low Income Housing Institute, an organization that has sponsored Nicholsville in the past and continues to work with and advocate for the encampment. She says that if anything, encampments like Nicholsville should just be a way to help advocates connect the homeless to permanent housing. We're really happy that City Council passed the um, tent encampment ordinance. We found out in terms of an organized tent city that we were able to um, have our case managers work with many of the um, homeless families and couples and individuals, and we were able to quickly move them into housing. We've seen some great success of people moving from tent city into housing and then getting their lives together. But even a few tent cities barely make a dent in the thousands of homeless here. The Seattle metropolitan area has the fourth largest homeless population in the country. And the number of unsheltered homeless in Seattle, people living on the street, shot up more than 20 percent between 2014 and 2015. The total amount in the tent cities total would still be under 1,000 people when there's over 3,500 documented homeless in Seattle. That doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of what the issue is. That's John Derrick again. He says Seattle could be doing a whole lot more than building three new tent encampments. With the amount of money that the zoo appropriated to move two elephants, that's equal to the amount that has been allocated to tent city organizations. Two elephants is a great thing to help them. But I can tell you, with 3,000 homeless people here, we could have eaten them two elephants and saved a lot of money. Nicholsville resident Asa Yoey also tells me that three new encampments is just not enough. We need more. We need, I mean, there's, what, 3,000 plus homeless, and that would only make room for like 300, you know. So, I mean, that's, you know, a drop in the bucket for help, but it's something. Nicholsville might not be a solution to homelessness, but for the people who live here, people who might otherwise be sleeping on concrete or facing violence, it's still a safe and supportive place to stay for a while. Family. We're all one big family. Yeah. Feeling like family. Chris and Erica Semrau say that Nicholsville is the only place they've found where they can be together and feel safe. Shelters don't offer much for married couples, and neither does the street. I feel like I'm at home, more at home than the whole time I've lived here in Seattle. It's really safe here. Like, sometimes I don't always feel safe. There's honor here. There's honor and there's respect. And if there's not honor and there's not respect, they get booted and they're gone. Outsiders, when they just drive by, they see tents, 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 and tents, and they don't realize the difference. I mean, we have families here, like, and like everyone's, everyone's friends. We're not these 
monsters. We're not, you know, I mean, yeah, a lot of us have our own problems and stuff like that, but everyone does. We're still people. We're still humans. It's just a little harder for us sometimes. And that's what I like about this place is it helps you. You know, kind of, it gives you a safe place. You don't have to worry so much about other stuff and you kind of focus on yourself a little bit. There's numerous reasons why people are homeless and this is something good. A little something special right here. I returned to Nicholsville several times. The last time, Will was gone. I don't know why. No one would tell me. I can only speculate. In a way, he said it himself. Need is an ocean, and we just have a dropper full to deal with that. That's all we can do, and that's the shame of it. But a supportive community can be that dropper full, at least for a little while. For Making Contact, I'm Sarah Bernard in Seattle.